Hello and welcome to Family Guy Talk. I'm Ryan Lewis, and I'm here with my co-host, Noah Bolo. That's right, Ryan. On this podcast, we're going to be diving deep into every episode of the new show, Family Guy. We'll be discussing the show's humor, social commentary, and hidden references that make Family Guy the new show to look out for. And, of course, we'll be sharing our own thoughts and laughs along the way. So, if you're a Family Guy fan, or just someone who loves good comedy, join us for a weekly dose of Family Guy Talk. Sipping on that purple potion, leaning in slow motion, feeling like I'm floating, running different zone, mix it up with the soda coating, got me going uh, in this purple ocean, uh, my worries all get blown, double cup and double racks, it's going, ah, feeling so high, ah, got that purple in my cup, yeah, that's no lie, ah, ah, leaning, ah, swear side to side, Hey everybody, welcome back to Family Guy Talk. We talk about Family Guy. That we do. Yep, we do. Today we got an incredible episode of Family Guy that we're going to cover. It was okay. You didn't really seem to like this episode, which is surprising because honestly, I thought it was one of their best so far. We'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. Let's let's start by setting it up, though. Let's get to the meat of this episode, shall we? Enough chit chat. Yeah. No, I, I'm sorry. Okay, so the episode begins. Let's talk about the cold open first, I guess. Stewie is trying to read some books that are kind of for some more advanced readers. They're not really children's books. I'll tell you that like much. Like The Art of War. I wasn't reading that until I was in fifth grade. Okay. Really? It, it was sixth grade for me. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, yeah, so he's trying to read some books, and Lois is like, no, nah, no, nah, you don't need to be reading books like that. How about you just watch some TV? Why don't you watch some TV? So she turns the TV on, turns on some Teletubbies for Stewie. Talk about a throwback. And it was crazy. I didn't even know Teletubbies was still on. Is it still on? I think they did a reboot, didn't they? Look it up. Yeah. Because I thought there was a whole thing about the new son, like it's no longer a baby or I something. I don't really follow up on Teletubbies lore. Really? I know that's more your forte. I always keep my finger on the pulse when it comes to that. I'm on all the chat boards, subreddits. I guess they did a revival series this past decade. Okay, so it started in 2015, but then it ended in 2018. Oh, okay, yeah. So... Sounds I mean, right. maybe, maybe she just pulled it up on, like, Netflix or something? Yeah. I don't know. Could be. I mean, who even knows? There's so much streaming stuff out there nowadays. Oh, yeah. It could have been on Hulu. Could have been on Prime. Could have been on Max. Ooh. Yep, Max. Could have been on, like, Tubi. Kind of interesting, this... Um... Could have been on Pluto TV. Right. Could have been on Roku Channel. Yeah. Could have been on Peacock. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. Could have been on like the BBC <laughs> streaming service because I know it's like a, I think it's a British show. British baby. Or, or PBS's yeah. streaming service because, you know, in America it showed on PBS mm. originally. Or when I was a kid it showed on PBS. I don't know where the revival. I would assume it's the same. Paramount Plus. Right. Maybe Paramount Plus with Showtime add-on. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's just so many options and I frankly don't think we have the time to list them all. Yeah. No, I... I... <laughs> 100% agree with that. What I think is interesting is... I get, it could be on Criterion. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if they have the rights to... Maybe Criterion has the right... Or maybe the Arrow streaming service. Or I guess oh, Shudder. But like Shudder is not really a... I don't know why Teletubbies would be on Shudder. But you know, I guess... <laughs> you know, there are weirder things out there. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll just be... You say what you needed to say. I'm going to be... Uh, can I? Can be, I actually? No. So some other ones <laughs> I was thinking of it could be on. Oh, I didn't even talk about Disney Plus. That's a pretty big. I, I'll I'll let you go. I'll let you go. I just think it's interesting this microcosm of a parent and a child. Chasm. The chi 
My, oh, wait, no, you're right. Yeah. No, I thought I was. The child in this case is reading a book that's advanced for their age, essentially expanding their mind, learning to think for themselves, but quickly the parent, in this case Lois, is afraid of that. So she quickly distracts him and puts on some mind-numbing content that just completely locks him in and removes any sense of brain In a inhibition. Well, really she puts on the, the inhibition, right? Sure. Yeah. It just shows the indoctrination of the sheep culture that, that we as a society have. That's why when I, whenever I have children, I'm going to immediately give them the Art of War Machiavelli texts, as well as Marx and uh, Leninism booklets. I think I'm going to wait a few years before I let my kid listen to John Lennon. <laughs> so, you know, Stewie, Stewie's pretty enthralled with the show, but then Peter walks in and changes the channel because he wants to watch a documentary about the other guy from Wham, which, you know, he has a name. The other guy from Wham has a name. What is it? So after God. the cold open, we go to Peter's work at the toy factory. They have a company softball team. They play softball with some other toy companies. Huge competition. Yeah, hu huge competition. There was some bad blood between them. Yeah, and Mr. Weed, Peter's boss, he takes this very seriously. And he's noticed that like the team hasn't been doing too great lately. Here's what he did. He decided to bring in a ringer to help the company win the softball game. It's a gentleman named Guillermo. I was pretty startled by Guillermo's first appearance because Mr. Weed had him show off some of his softball skills and Guillermo set himself up and hit a softball and the softball immediately took out a worker Crazy. at the toy factory Crazy. and we didn't see him get up and I hope he's doing okay because it looked like it, it kind of hurt. It's not acknowledged anymore in the episode so I assume he made it. I mean have you ever been hit by a softball nude? I've never been hit by a softball nude, no. <laughs> but a lacrosse stick, yes. <laughs> we won't get into that today though. Okay, um, yeah, my bad. So yeah, the softball game. At the first game the Toy Factory team plays at, Peter decides to be... What What? What? what did he do? What do you call yeah, it? Yeah, so w was this an actual game or were they just doing a practice? It might have been a practice. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't watch it. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was subbing as pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, because the guy that normally pitches, his wife was having a baby or something, which Peter goes on to just, like, criticize him. Yeah. Obviously, all, all this this company really takes... Who's he to talk? He has babies. This company really takes their softball game seriously. True, For somebody to skip out on something as insignificant as, you know, the birth of a child, they just kind of dog on him. Or, I would have fired his ass on the spot. I'm sure they did. He worked for me. Mm -hmm. I'm sure yeah. they did. I don't know if you can technically do that. You just have to say it was for something else, like poor work performance. I'm sure they could like frame them for like having drugs. They could. They they places do that all the Man, time. Happened to me a few times. What was it for? What was what for? You said you got fired because of, of the drug. Yeah, they, you know, just working at a couple places. What, what was it though? Well, they, they just, they planted the angel dust in my work shoes and blue sky in my fanny pack. It was like a whole thing. I don't I don't really feel like getting into it. Kind of a sore point. I mean, if me. they put angel dust in your shoes, couldn't you have just... <laughs> couldn't you <have> just... <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh, brother, dude. So Peter's subbing <laughs> for the pitch. Could you have just flown away? <laughs> oh my god. I mean, you've seen, like, you know, you saw the new Black Panther movie, you know, Namor. I imagine it would have right. played out like that. <laughs> and, and continue, continue. 
So Peter is subbing in for the pitch. He throws a pitch. Obviously, pitching is not his strong suit, but he throws a pitch. Guillermo's at the bat. The, the softball hits Guillermo right in his thigh, and it seems to be a really powerful pitch from Peter. I mean, it looked kind of weak to me. Really? That, that's what I thought was kind of funny. It didn't look like he was really trying. Did he throw the ball underhand? I don't remember. Something, I, I don't know. Something about his pitch. You know, maybe if it was a stronger pitch, I would have mm. felt more sympathy for Guillermo, but that's kind of a weak pitch. So I think Guillermo's just being a little baby about it. Could be. But, you know, yeah. I guess it wasn't technically there, but, you know, that's that's what I would have said if I was But there. regardless, I mean, Guillermo goes down and, and he's out, dude. He's out for the count. There's, there's no coming back from that. Whether it is out of actual physical injury or emotional injury, Guillermo's out. Mr. Weed starts freaking out. He's like, dude, that was that was our only guy. That was going to be the guy that was going to make us win against this loser team. And so he tasks Peter with having to find a suitable replacement for Guillermo. Peter says that he's up to the task, but I think we know that it's not going to work out as easy as Peter thinks, right? Yeah, I mean, compared to other Family Guy episodes, for Peter to solve this problem, it'd probably take a good three or four minutes compared to the usual one or two. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is long for them. So true. So we leave Peter at the rehearsal, whatever, and we see Lois and she's talking with a stranger, a new character. And it turns out the neighborhood is having some new people move in right next door. And so Lois is actually just chatting up with this woman, Bonnie, who seems super nice, noticeably pregnant, which is pretty exciting. We can maybe see later down the season, her child, when she gives birth, could be friends with Stewie, which is an exciting possibility. Maybe this baby could talk too. I mean, I think that that's only a one. Yeah, that's kind of played out. Honestly. So Bonnie and Lois are just chatting it up, shooting the shit. And then Bonnie's husband gets they weren't, home. They weren't literally shooting shit, just to make that clear. No, anyway, I, think, I think everybody got that. It's just an expression, right? I mean, I know I know some people like might not, though. It's kind of, it's kind of a confusing statement, but go on. Uh, yeah, okay. The husband gets home. Turns out his name is Joe. He pulls in with his big old truck. And I just got to say, like, this guy, a man's man. I mean, he's got this mm -hmm. big, sharp chin. And he's got muscles for days, dude. I mean, he is built, mm -hmm. right? And talk about just a just the friendliest guy, too. I mean, he was Super just... Super nice. He was immediately just, you know, chatting up, having fun with Lois and the rest of the Griffin family. You know, he, he just seems like a really nice guy to have as a neighbor. Really funny, really friendly, just yeah. all around package. Except Peter gets home and he sees the new family there and he mm. could not care less about mm -hmm. meeting his new neighbors. Ugh. No, he didn't want to do that. I mean, he just got home from this softball game. He doesn't really want to talk to anybody. And he sees that his wife, Lois, is chatting it up, being super nice. And Peter's just rolling his eyes. Lois obviously waves him over to come meet the new neighbors. And Peter does not want any of it. But Brian, you know, Brian tells him, the dog, Brian tells him to kind of, you know, go go talk to them, go be friendly. So begrudgingly, Peter walks over and introduces himself. He's talking with Joe, not really engaging all that much. He's just kind of there to make his wife happy. And Joe asks to borrow a screwdriver, which Peter is consulted by. I mean, it is a little early in the day to be drinking. Like, well, yeah. I guess a screwdriver is a breakfast drink. Maybe he was just thirsty True. after a long drive. Also, we don't really know what time of day it is, right? Peter went to work and then went to a softball game afterwards. So mm -hmm. to me, it was like, oh, it's it's five p it's five o'clock, right? Yeah. Time for an alcohol. Yeah. The sun was out, and so Joe's guns were out. 
That's true, dude. That is true. I mean, what a crazy character design. If you had shown me this character, just like his build, I would be thinking, oh, is this a Japanese anime? His massive rippling muscles. I was kind of thinking too, he reminded me of a Studio Ghibli character. Yeah, no, 100%. Just like the rippling, exaggerated- Totoro-esque. Super Totoro-esque. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Peter just leaves him and goes back into the house. You know, I really feel bad for Joe in that moment because Joe's this new character and stuff and he, he just wanted to make a friend. He just wanted to get to know his neighbors. Yeah. And, you know, the rest of the family was pretty receptive to him, but I think he kind of knows that it's going to take a bit for him to earn Peter's trust. I mean, kudos to the actor as well, the voice actor, because it's so difficult coming in so late to a show with an established cast of characters and just trying to hold your own and develop develop your own position within those characters. Obviously, they're off to a rough start. The voice is kind of strange. Kind of his character arc, or his character introduction, I should say, is a little shaky. They really just settle into it as they go on, and it's it's really impressive. Yeah, for our listeners too, in case you didn't know who the voice actors were for the new characters, uh, Joe is voiced by Patrick Warburton, and Bonnie is voiced by Jennifer Tilly. Both of them are very talented actors and voice actors, so mm -hmm. it, it's nice to see them potentially be be part of the show. Yeah, it's very exciting. So Peter goes back into his house. He's just kind of done. Later in the night, he's just laying down on his bed brian the dog the talking dog is with him brian basically like asks peter like have you even found a replacement yet peter's like no not not really he's been looking who did he already like interview did he interview interview someone? is kind of a weird word but yeah it was at the it looked like a chinese restaurant maybe you're really laughing about this one i actually don't remember this oh really know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just i <laughs> It was, it was just a racist joke. Is that actually... Oh, so you like that then? No, you like that. You're the one laughing. Well, I forgot about it, so how could I have liked it? Is I, this actually... Did I forgot. Did he actually ask? Yes, he did. <laughs> it was a cutaway. These these cutaways, they just blur together. Yeah. Just, goes to show that just this episode, it wasn't, it wasn't hidden for me, as you can... Guess not. As you can tell. So, yeah, you essentially know. Peter says that he has <laughs> interviewed a couple people but nobody's really hitting the mark. So Lois walks into the bedroom and starts chatting with Peter about their lovely new neighbors. And she tells Peter that, oh, well, Joe is actually, he was a champion of baseball back in college or something. He was like the best out of school. Yeah, super good at, at the game. That gets Peter thinking like, whoa, oh my gosh, maybe this guy could play on our team and save me from getting fired from the boss. So. Peter goes over to Joe's house. He actually brings that screwdriver that he promised and he walks in on Joe. Joe's just unboxing some trophies. These big, huge, shiny gold baseball trophies. Saying yeah. like MVP, mm -hmm. A number one, mm -hmm. good guy, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Peter starts talking to him, kind of just like asking about his baseball days and kind of asks like, hey, I have this company game tomorrow. Would you mind playing? Joe is completely on board. I wish I'd say that, you know, it, Joe's been sitting this whole time. He's he's just kind of sitting there unpacking. Peter's like, don't get up, don't get up, don't worry about it. And yeah, Joe's totally game to play this. And Peter is so excited. He's like, I finally found the perfect guy who's gonna who's gonna lead us to victory tomorrow. The next day, everyone shows up for, for the ball game 
game, you know, Mr. Weed's telling Peter, you know, if your ringer doesn't show up, you're out of here, buddy. Mm -hmm. And I ain't just talking about out of the softball field. Right. You're out of here for life. Finally, Joe shows up and he's like excited. He's ready to play the game. When Peter sees Joe, he's a little shocked, to put it bluntly. Yeah. Super shocked, super thrown off. And it's because Joe, how do we even go about this? Uh, he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Peter didn't know that Joe was paraplegic, you know, which I, I feel like that'd be something pretty hard to miss. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I guess Joe was driving his car and then get out of his car earlier. And Joe was sitting down earlier when Peter came to visit him. So, right. right. And his, his build is so, so muscular. So when you see the top half, that's like full of muscles. I mean, you just kind of assume that the bottom half. You know, could be, could be. We we didn't really get a chance to see it, but uh, right, that's what I'm saying yeah, is that you know, could be, Peter could didn't be. see it, so it's just safe to assume that you know the curtains match the drapes essentially. I don't get it. <laughs> They're at a softball game, not window shopping. <laughs> that's that's stupid. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I was dumb. So the team's in the outfield first, and I think Joe was shortstop. Is that what they said? Yeah, something like that. And so immediately, you know, when the other team goes up the bat, they think they're hitting home runs. But Joe shows how experienced of a ball player he is. I mean, he's catching every ball, throwing mm -hmm. balls to the bases, getting people out. They're doing pretty well. And then when it's his turn up to bat too, Joe is hitting grand slam after grand slam. Let me tell you, he's just this phenomenal ball player, and every. Everyone, mm -hmm. everyone in the stands just hooting and hollering. They're they're loving what they see here. Yeah. They actually win the game. This is like the best the toy company has ever done in a softball game. And the whole team is celebrating Joe, celebrating their victory. But Peter, Peter's not feeling the same victory as everyone else. Nope. You know, Peter doesn't like how he's not getting any attention. Joe's the one that did incredible this whole game. He really showed off his baseball prowess. Peter is just like, hey, wait a minute, what about what about me? I'm the I'm the guy that found him. Don't I get any credit? Yeah. You know, that kind of sets Peter down on his arc for the episode, just feeling a little unappreciated, a little emasculated just by the sheer man that is Joe Swanson. 100%. It's just kind of like this unresolved sense of insecurity that we see with Peter still. Mm -hmm. So they win the game with flying colors and everybody's celebrating. Joe decides that he's going to have a little cookout back at his place. Kind of seems like an impromptu housewarming party as well which is kind of cool. So everybody's over at Joe's house. He's cooking up some burgers. He's entertaining everybody. He's telling stories. Everyone was laughing and laughing. Laughing. Like he's laughing. got the crowd in stitches. And mm -hmm. Peter's just standing off in the corner by himself. And he's just thinking like, man, I just, I need some validation. I need some attention. And so he calls out to everybody and says, look at what I'm about to do. And he just jumps into Joe's pool with his clothes on. It's, it's pretty crazy. I, I would have think he'd known that when he got into the pool that his clothes would get wet because mm -hmm. you know when you jump into a pool wearing all your clothes and that pool is filled with water water makes things wet and uh -oh. so those clothes were gonna get wet they did get wet so mm -hmm. peter jumped in that pool for nothing no one was really paying attention to him they're still hanging over by joe having some good food good times yeah peter at that point he was feeling pretty jealous yeah so joe actually starts a story that just captivates the whole party he tells the story of how he lost the ability to move his legs which was just a heartbreaking story but it was also so heroic because joe actually used to be a cop he still is a cop oh okay he still is a cop my bad my didn't bad. they say he was like a police sergeant or something i don't know i wasn't watching oh what are we doing here then <laughs> 
you know, I got a, I got a very important meeting that I put <laughs> off to do this. I know. I, I got to close the Anderson account. <laughs> that's today. Oh, that's today? Yeah. Oh, even no. though it's Memorial Day weekend. You're always working. Justice doesn't take a holiday. It's so true. Not that I'm like a hero or no, anything. definitely not. But I mean, someone probably said it, though, at some point. But I didn't, though. Right. Oh. But I'm just saying someone else probably did. Speaking of heroes, Joe, back in the day, he was investigating this orphanage, something fishy happening at this orphanage, and he shows up, and it's the, it's the dead of winter. It's cold, it's snowy, it's dark. It's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve. There's something happening on the roof, so he puts up a ladder, and he climbs up to the roof, and he sees what can only be described as a burglar, except he doesn't have, like, a ski mask on or the typical thing that you plan to see. Rather, he's dressed as Santa, and also, he's completely covered in hair. He doesn't have any pants on, and his, his hair is a shade of blue, greenish, maybe. It was just a strange-looking, I don't know if it was a man or a creature, but he was- Seems like a bit of a Grinch to me. Did you just coin that term? Um. So, it turns out that this Grinch was stealing- how about, how about Grunch? Grunch? I, I think that- Grunch. Sounds a little more sinister. It might be a little too similar to brunch, though. I mean, you think you, you know, you'd, uh, you'd take- Ranch? And that sounds like ranch. It does sound like ranch. Grunch? 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 Grinch? 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 Grinch. I like that. Yeah, I think Grinch. Just Grinch. Yeah. yeah. So he's stealing hey, all. Did you know that the Grinch is actually a fictional character created by Dr. Seuss? Huh? He was the main character of the 1957 children's book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Whoa. And he actually has been voiced and portrayed by uh, many different actors, including Boris Karloff, huh? Hans Conrad, huh? Bob Holt, huh? Anthony A Asbury. Huh? Jim Carrey, uh, Rick Mayall, uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Matthew Morrison, uh, and David Howard Thornton. What about Seth MacFarlane? Who? Seth MacFarlane? Family Guy? Oh, sorry. I was thinking of A Million Ways to Die in the West. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, no, Family Guy's great, too. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Yeah, as you were saying about Joe fighting the, the Grinch. Yeah, the Grinch is trying to steal Christmas. Crazy. And Joe tries to stop him because, as you know, stealing is against the law. And Joe's a, one of the law cops. The Grinch actually pushes him off of the roof. And he lands in a really bad way. He ends up fracturing or, or breaking his spine. Thus making him a paraplegic for life. Even then, he still has the strength and the compassion to give out the presents. Because the presents fell with him. Obviously, he was he managed to get it away from the Grinch as he was falling. And he starts handing out the presents to the orphans, which is just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Such a Christmas spirit thing to do. That's basically the end of the story. So Peter actually walks up to him. And obviously, all of Peter's family is surrounding Joe, listening to the story. And Peter tries to round them up and say, okay, guys, we got to go. Lois pulls him aside and just says, what is going on? Why are you being so rude to our new neighbors? And what Peter says is it has to be the most disgusting thing that he's said on the show thus far. Mm -hmm. He says that people in wheelchairs should be felt sorry for, not impressed by. Where? Wait, pe people in- yeah, You got it. Yeah. That just shows how ableist Peter really is because Joe had lived such a life full of these hardships. He was a cop for so many years and then he lost the ability to move his legs. Even through all that, he persevered and pushed forward and never let it affect his attitude. He just continues to be a great guy and a pillar of the community. Mm -hmm. Perfect role model. Yeah, 100% for anybody. And Peter just limits him to his wheelchair, says that 
we should feel sorry for him, which is just it's gross, man. It's gross. I'm starting to feel like I'm, I'm losing pretty much all sympathy for Peter's character. You know, we, we've, yeah. just, we've been shown in the previous episodes that he is a very flawed man, but ultimately he does care about his family. As the show's going on, it seems like it's much harder to look past his flaws and insecurities. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't, though. We, we got to acknowledge that Peter is an extremely flawed and uh, difficult character. Even though he is a very well-written character, he's not really one that I identify myself with. Nope. Really feeling like he's going down this Walter White path yeah. of just irredeemableness, it, it, it seems like. After the party, Peter again is feeling super jealous of Joe, and he feels like that in order to regain his family's respect and admiration, he has to prove himself to be just as much of a hero as Joe. Ugh. What Peter decides to do is to prove how much of a hero he is, he decides to stop a bank robbery, and Brian comes along to help Peter for some reason. The rest of the family's... The the dog, yeah. And the rest of the family's in town, too. They kind of go shopping around for a bit while Peter and Brian do this. And so we go to the bank that there's a robbery taking place. We see that the bank robbers are actually trying to leave. They kind of came and did what they needed to do. And the hostages are actually, like, waving goodbye to them and stuff and saying, oh, you know, th this was fun. We should do this again sometime. Mm -hmm. Right as the bank robbers are leaving, you know, that's when Peter and Brian come in. And Peter's like, uh-uh-uh, you're not going to leave with that money. I'm here to stop you. So Peter actually inadvertently prolongs this robbery that's taking place. Yep. I mean, he's kind of taken hostage by these guys yeah. as well. Yeah, he is. So, you know, him and Brian are kind of in a tough spot and it's at this point that the police show up and Joe's at home and sees on TV that Peter's in trouble so he decides to go and help him out. And on his day off too, he, he wasn't even working. That's how much, that's how good of a guy Joe is. You yeah. know, he sees someone in need, he, he's gonna go help him. So, Joe goes to the scene and at that point, Lois and the rest of the family shows up too. Joe is actually able to convince the bank robbers to surrender and come out. Uh, the bank robbers do, and they're able to get everyone out of the building safely, including Peter and Brian. Very scary situation. Peter definitely could have gotten himself and Brian and everyone there hurt. Yeah. And just, again, another reckless action on Peter's part. Yeah. Thank God that Joe was there. Otherwise, who knows what would happen. Mm -hmm. The crowd starts applauding Joe and they lift him up and carry him away and they're just cheering. And this, once again, leaves Peter feeling just insecure. He feels like he's nothing. But then Lois comes up to him and essentially tells him that he's her hero. He doesn't have to be a hero to the world. All he has to be is a hero to his family. I think that that is a powerful message and something that everybody should take home with them because nobody can change the world, but everybody can change their families. Huh? I kind of appreciated what they're trying to do. It's good advice and all, but just within the context of the episode, though, it kind of rang pretty hollow for me. Because, oh, sure. you know, Lois and the rest of the family, they were just like, Peter, we love the way that you, like, sit on the couch and change the channel and stuff like that. They're kind of listing things that aren't really celebrated or supposed to be celebrated. Sure. I, I mean, I do get they're trying to make Peter feel better in the moment. I do feel like there should be, like, some repercussions from the actions. He did some very 
problematic things this episode. Yeah. And just kind of making him feel good by saying, you know, you're the family guy. It just kind of goes against the message. We're five episodes in, and each episode we've just kind of seen Peter make a bunch of mistakes, and then he just kind of gets left off the hook. Honestly, I I'm ready to see some consequences for the character to show that he's not untouchable, and maybe if he actually gets in trouble for something for once, maybe he'll start to learn from his mistakes. Maybe. Yeah. We need to see that character development, but if week after week we're just going to see Peter mess up and then be immediately forgiven, then it's like, what's the point of it all? What are you trying to say here? You know, for yeah. a show that's decrying violence in movies and sex on TV, they're really excusing all the problems of a borderline abusive father and husband and stuff. So I, I'm really hoping we can start to see some changes yeah. in future episodes regarding Peter and, and also the rest of the family. I have really enjoyed the show so far. And, you know, this episode wasn't terrible. You know, it had its moments. I, I really do enjoy the introduction of Joe and Bonnie. I feel like they're going to really add a lot to this show as reoccurring characters. Maybe they just hit like a mid-season slump. Shows always often, you know, they start off strong and they end strong. You know, we're only like still kind of at the midpoint of the season. I'm, I'm sure in the next episode or two when it's the finale, I, I think they're going to really bounce back though, yeah. you know, for sure. I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's the end of that episode. Oh, no, I actually have a surprise for a you. A surprise? What do you... What do you mean? Yeah, but before before we end things today, though, um, I can't oh, believe no. that this actually happened. So we actually were able to reach out to someone very special from the show, and we asked this individual if they'd like to come on to the podcast and talk with us for a bit. Let me let her know that she can get on here. Well, why don't you come into the room? Why don't you come into the room? Okay. All right, Hello. everyone, I'm very excited to introduce to you Bonnie from Family Guy. How, how are you doing, Bonnie? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Noah? Talk to Bonnie. <laughs> Say something to Bonnie. <laughs> Say hello. Good good evening, Bonnie. Um, thank you for joining us for this interview. Thank you for having me. I just kind of wanted to start by oh, you're, you're welcome. discussing your experiences as the character on the hit show Family Guy. How, how's it been playing the role of Bonnie Swanson? Playing Bonnie Swanson has been quite an experience. It's been a lot of fun to bring her to life and be part of the Family Guy universe. What's your favorite part about playing Bonnie so far on the show? I mean, this isn't just a one-time guest appearance, right? You're, you're gonna you're gonna be a recurring character from here on yeah, out. Yeah, I have a lot of episodes in the future with my husband Joe. Oh, so you got so you guys are married in real life? Yeah. It's not an act. We're both married. That's so great how a couple is able to translate their love from real life onto the screen as well. It must yeah. be fun working with your husband every day. It's a lot of fun. You know, they sometimes have us get in some fights on screen, and it's just kind of fun to yell at each other without being mad. Yeah, that makes that's sense. A, that's, that's a good response. So so we actually have some viewer questions here that I, I pulled up. Okay. So first question, uh, I, this is actually the most asked question that our viewers wanted. Go ahead. Your viewers wanted you to answer uh, if, yeah. if, if that's okay. Yeah, of Are course. Ready? Okay. Ready. So um, our first question, how is Joe? Joe? Um, Joe is a really strong, caring individual and he's so driven and no 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 I, i'm not asking about that like how like how is he um I, if, if it's not too personal like our viewers just ask us our, our viewers ask us what are you getting at right what's the context here um, i think there's plenty of context do you mean how's joe in bed um no, i meant i meant as right as a no. cop <laughs> oh um i because you know cops are kind of a controversial touchy subject right now yeah. 
Yeah. No, I'd never. No, I, I'd never ask that. Uh, I mean, okay. that was like the second most asked question by our viewers, but I was never going to ask you that. Um, That's too personal. You can no. ask me that, though. I could ask you that. Um, yeah, Joe, as, as a cop, is he's very passionate. How passionate? <laughs> when he gets in his zone and he's doing the good things, there's just nothing that will stop him. And not only will he work for himself, but he'll put in the work for you, too. So, so on the show, it said that Joe's killed before. Has Joe ever killed anyone in real life? Well, as a cop, I, I don't know if I feel comfortable sharing. But you're not a cop, though. Joe's a cop. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> he has had to shoot people before, but okay. for justice. Oh, so they deserved it, though. Um. Oh, well, yeah. It was self-defense. So, so they were all self-defense. Yeah. Okay. That brings me to my last question. Okay. Finally. I'm talking to Bonnie here. Bonnie? Yes? Have you ever killed anybody? Um, These are just our viewer questions, mind you. This is what the viewers want to know. Right. Uh, before you say anything, uh, I just want to let you know that we already know the answer. <laughs> I um, I would like to talk with my lawyer. Uh, he's he's here, too. He's here on the other line. And oh, he, just, oh, he just told yeah, me. Yeah, please. You could, you could say it. You could, you could say it. He just told okay. me. Can I can I speak with him, please? Can you add him to the call? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me get him on real quick. Let me get him on real quick. Hold, hold on one second. We're we're getting him mic'd up. Hello, <laughs> this is the lawyer. Hey. Hey, hello, Bernie. <laughs> I just want to know what's what's in my best interest here. They're asking questions. Now, normally in the legal situations, you you wouldn't be saying anything about certain situations like this. But for this one time only, we think it's in your best interest to uh, confess to anything. <laughs> you kind of sound different than my lawyer. I am not being held against my will. <laughs> I I am I am Bonnie's lawyer. Uh, okay. So, uh -oh. so are you going to say it? Are I, are you going to say I, it? I, I, I guess. Please say All right, that's enough. That's enough out of him. All right, you can take him away. Huh. Oh, what? Get him out. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. We just, we had some problems. Yeah. On, yeah. On um, so, uh, <laughs> last chance, Bonnie. I don't, I don't know how to make um, a joke out of this. Yeah, I kill people. Is that what you wanted? No, yeah, no, we, we got it. So, um... Is that it? Um, yeah. Um, I'm also being told that you need to pay some parking tickets, but other than that, yeah, we're good. Okay. You might be getting you might be getting letters soon, but uh, yeah, this was fun. Yeah, glad we could have you on on the show. Yeah, thank you, Bonnie. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Bonnie I, I think for... we're I think we're gonna be having you on a lot more in the future if if you. You know, I, I, I think, don't I don't I know if we yeah, are. Schedule, I think we, my schedule. Right, right, Bonnie. Really busy. Bonnie, Bonnie, Bonnie. Yeah. For us, you're gonna find some time. Okay. You gotta find some fucking time for us, Bonnie. Ryan, hey, easy. I meant that respectfully. Oh, okay. Yep. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye, bye, Bonnie. Bye. All right, she just left. Oh wow, yeah. What a what a stupid fucking bit. Why is she running so fast? Where's she going? Wait, it, wait, is she about to run into the street? Oh my god, Bonnie, there's cars. Okay, now that was kind of stupid. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Well, everyone, um, 
just just let us know if we should have more people from Family Guy on in the future. Noah seems very acquainted with a lot of Family Guy people and <laughs> can, can get them to talk for us. That's true. I I do. I don't. Know I don't. I don't have. I don't have yeah. any connections. I don't have any connections. So that's that's all, Noah. That's all well, I Noah. Well, yeah, you have the connection to the lawyer. That's about it. He's, he's gone now. He's not coming. Back. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Family Guy Talk. I've been your host, Noah Bolo. I've been your other host, Ryan Lewis with the vowels. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please leave a like and a review. And subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on all social media. We're everywhere. I mean, everywhere. And make sure to go get some fresh Parker's peaches. Go support our sponsor. Oh, yeah, we forgot about that. Parker's peaches. The peach you eat with your mouth. Ow. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Family Guy Talk. Oh, I messed it up. Sipping on that purple potion, leaning in slow motion, feeling like I'm floating on in different zone. Mix it up with the soda coating, got me going uh, in this purple ocean. Uh, my worries all get blown, double cup and double racks, it's going. Sipping lean, ah, feeling so high. Ah, got that purple in my cup, yeah, that's no lie. Ah, ah, leaning, ah, swear side to side. Sippy cup like Stewie Family Guy uh, uh.